Good day, Earth Dogs of different shapes and sizes. This is John here stating the obvious. This is the second part following episode 90. We will focus on, uh, well, what spawned the episode series or miniseries or duo, whatever that is called, in the first place, which is the D side of Life After Death. We did uh, touch on Ratchild last time. Plenty of material to go through. Let's hit it. Aiden, Aiden, in it. We continue into, um, must be 22, right? It's 22 Occasion Avenue. The place where we all go, because yep. there's a brothel there. Yeah, apparently. It might be my favorite on the entire Love of Death uh, official release. Actually, I think this is, yeah, let's listen. Yeah, it's really good. Breaking the what? Number 22, I'm very relaxed going in. Yeah. He tends to alter the accentuation of these type riffs live a bit. It's not always like on record, mm. which is a very rocking thing to do, you know? Yeah. It's been a long time since we dissected this track on this podcast. Yeah, but was it one of the first episodes? The first. The first, yeah. yeah. Mm. Love this song though. Yeah, it's a I great song. It's so ripping, it's so cracking. Yeah, I mean, nothing beats the Dortmund version. I think that is one of the mm. best. That song on Dortmund is one of the best Iron Maiden bits I've ever seen. And oh, then I have to take you up on that challenge. Yeah. I've heard them, but I've never put them head to head, you know. Because yeah. I, I, I love this version. I think it rivals mm. even the studio version for me. And I'm, again, not a live version guy yeah. not really i mean this what this is this is this is my uh the, my typical version of the song because the studio album came after for me so it's always been this is my reference version it's, so it's really mm. i think you're not alone no i mean the, the number of the beast production is incredibly crisp mm. near perfect but this song i think benefits just a slight yeah from, from being live It's also a, a triple or sort of a shuffle beat that I'm not allergic to, I must right, say. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice that I, I'm prepared for you because my drummer hates shuffle too. Yeah. <laughs> and I know what you mean though. Yeah. It can be a pretty lame beat. It is. And it's and very uh, cheap to get some kind of groove in the uh, yeah, going. For you listener, the shuffle is obviously the dumpo tappa, dumpo tappa, dumpo tappa. Go listen to UFO or Thin Lizzy and yeah. you'll have it right there. Uh, I I love running free. I always did as a kid, you know. So there's something in that shuffle that that you know provides some excitement. But uh, I understand everything you guys say. Mm -hmm. Also, I call it the infinity shuffle because it's really hard to break out of. 
If yeah. you play a 4-4, four, four, it's easier to break out into different accents timings. But mm. if you play a shuffle, you're kind of stuck in... Dum, tank, yeah, dum, it's, tank, it, tank it, it's really sitting there, yeah. So that maybe like, uh, it could mm. be a drummer thing too. Like it's maybe not that fun to play or I don't know. Well, to me it is, and I, it's just the the cheap way that it's used musically for yeah. from people I don't like it. I mean, you're totally right that it's like mm. auto-groove. Yeah. And maybe then it's not so groovy. No. no. If it's automatic. It's a bit but, yeah. automatic, yes. Great version. Which night was this, you said? Uh, this was, yeah, well, this one is debated, but it's the eighth is one of the um, suggestions. The only thing I, I know that I remember when listening to this one, I was amazed to hear that when the, at, at the very end, when they do the da da, that Adrian still has the delay on. Ah. So it da da. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, because then the, he didn't have a guy uh, uh, routing for him, yeah. patching for him backstage. So because I, I, I'd, I've never, I'd never heard that before, and I thought it was really weird to hear that kind of echo thing going on. Right, right. Uh, if you're not a guitarist, uh, there's this thing, right? You have to switch patches in between leads and clean and uh, and riff. Uh, you don't have to, but most want to, especially in metal. And uh, if you're a band of uh, less budget, uh, you will have to do it with your feet. But if you're a band of higher budget, which is a dream for me, because I don't like doing this fit, uh, fiddling around, this footing around. I don't like, I don't enjoy it. So if you're of a higher budget, you'll have someone backstage doing it for you, your yep. guitar tech. Mm-hmm. And uh, that looks so nice when I look at Maiden or uh, Metallica videos. And yeah. they just go, they just walk up there for the solo, and mm-hmm. they know it's going to be sorted. And how the, nice is that? Come and on. that's always interesting because there are there are these blooper things as well where they forget to, where yeah. the, the yeah. guy backstage forgets to, and James Hetfield kicks into some aggressive riff, and it's only clean. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> yeah, push them, push the wrong patch. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Hetfield always has a support about it. Oh, that's heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll include a bit of fade to black here for for reference. Mm. Rio, do you feel what I feel? Yeah. Usually it's heavier. It's okay. You get the idea. That's also when bands fuck up live. You like it? Uh, no, not you. I like it because that means you're actually playing live. Yeah. You know, it's part of the show. Mm-hmm. We go to the middle track of the D side, Children of the Damned. So yep. Another semi-deep uh, number of the Beast cut, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it live. I've actually seen, seen all of these songs live, even though I haven't even, I don't even have double digits on Maiden shows, but I've seen all these five songs live. Yeah, they have. When did they play Phantom? They, they played Phantom on 2000. Did you see them in 2013? 
13, yeah, they did, yeah. of course. No, yeah. I missed the uh, 05. I, I, I mean, I watched it on TV yeah, as it was played, mm. but uh, I missed it. Uh, but I did get Phantom in, in 13, which was to my great joy, because mm. it's probably my favorite heavy metal track. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just a stellar track, but we're not there yet. Nope. This is Children of the Damned. Mm. Uh, I remember I had a, I recently rehearsed with Infinite Maiden. Uh, we don't rehearse often at all. It's probably not double digits per year. It's not. Uh, but uh, Christian said that he didn't like this track. And and I told him, that must be because you don't like Ozzy Sabbath. Because this is the closest you get to Ozzy Sabbath, I, I, in my opinion, in this band. It has a bit of the Planet Caravan thing, and uh, also the the chorus riff, uh, which is, you know, quite Iomi-esque. Uh, let's see if I remember it. Mm. Uh, that's more Iomi than anything, I would say. Is it? Yeah. Well, I'd, I've never thought about it that I way. I think so. Going from the E to the B. Yeah. Not a typical Harry's move. Mm. No. I just thought that the the B thing was sort of like him pausing and not going from E to straight to C, which he usually does. But yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're you're making it less magical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I like this song anyway. Yeah, I, always I, I, I like. I always it found too, it like. Yeah. A, I think Matthias. When I mentioned this, he he got the old goosebumps when I mentioned how Invaders ends and mm. then you get the lush acoustic. Yeah. Like it's just incredibly well placed on an album and that's very important to me it is album, very important the placement and of a song on an album is sometimes even more important than the hook of the song yeah and i think i actually prefer the number of the beast version even though i that this were the live version on live of the death is the one that i know i still yeah. know that I, I i like the vibe so much on the, the number of the beast album and yeah. Clive's drumming as well. He's a lot better on these fast snare things than... I mean, Nico can do them, of course, as you can hear on the recording, but Clive has a lot more lighter feel to that. Perfect song for a Birch production. Yeah. Well. If we tie to Sabbath again, uh, have a, um, Children of the Sea. Yeah. A little bit of a different and similar vibe, and also it's Children of the... Yeah. <laughs> children of the... Yeah. And that this has been outed by... Uh, your friend, Mr. Bruce Dickinson, as well. Mm -hmm. Well, he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> no, no, apart from me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one. Yeah. Let's give Shadow Dam a little bit of a spin here. Yep. It's not as easy as you may think to get these tones correct live. Mm -hmm. And they do. I like Nicole's ride, I have to say. It's not yeah. over-flavoring. But here he should be more... Laid back. He's rushing. I don't like that. It's way too fast. We pulled it back now a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a great performance. I mean... The vocals. The vocals I even like more here than the original. Yeah. Very soulful. I see it as a um, um, continuation of Remember Tomorrow as well. Yeah, that's what which I is thought. another favorite of mine. Exactly, yeah. That's what I thought first time I heard Remember Tomorrow. I thought that this was 
That, that was the early version of this one. It's a song about details in, in many ways, you know, because it's quite chunky and boxy. Yeah, but that's also what makes it a very difficult song to play, I guess. And yeah, I never tried to get to get it precise. I mean. Phrase the rhythm guitar a little bit different here. Mm. But how will Nico handle this? Pretty good, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. But I think it's, uh, it's got a lot more <laughs> when Clive does but it. But the, the train is a rolling anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But then Nico doesn't do, because Clive does this very quick in the next part, doesn't he? I don't think oh, Nico okay. does that. Oh yeah, Nico is lazy. Yeah, he's, 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 he's Nico here. It's lazy git, yeah. he said himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lazy git. Mm -hmm. This was actually my first favorite uh, sound of an electric guitar. I had never heard a, a guitar sound so cool, and mm -hmm. I still haven't. It's just tapping, but you yeah. know. Yeah, but it's effective. Yeah. Yeah, you get all the triads, you know. Yeah. I give Nico a good pass for this, though. Mm. He's not ruining it at all. No, no, no. But he's a bit, he's a bit on the fast side in the. On the the, the, especially in the in the, int uh, the intro uh, melodic bit, yeah, the one that Metallica stole for Unforgiven too. That part mm -hmm. should have been pulled down a fair bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, here I don't care anymore. No, this tempo is uh, whatever the band is in. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. No. I don't even know if it's faster or slower than the record. I'm, no, I, I, I don't have that good in here for a BPM. A wee bit faster than yeah, yeah. Let's see how about the final scream then. Well, it's a, it's a bit Bruce, 84, 85, really. He's just... Yeah, but he's good at that. I mean, he has a lot of ability to do what he can with... I mean, the amount of gigs they did, it's no wonder that he lost his voice at times and or got, you know, throat yeah. problems. And what he does with the gigs where he, where he has these problems is just amazing. He manages to sing. He sings alternate melody lines and stuff, but it's still the song and... Yeah, yeah, you do um, an under harmony. Or yeah, exactly. Something similar. Yeah, yeah. and um, of course, if he did the original scream nightly, yeah. that's a vocalist suicide. Yeah. It's not going to happen, you know. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's a high G, I think. I don't know what it is, but it's very high. It's very high. <clears throat> And it sounds great yeah. on the record. If you're going to do a heavy metal ending, you know, might as well do it right. Exactly. I just get reminded, I listened to this before we went on, and I just get reminded this is uh, probably some of my favorite recordings of Iron Maiden Live on this D side. Yeah, I think it's di diff the difference is also that on the, 
on the Long Beach sides that they, I mean, they were so long into the tour. Okay, they were perhaps tighter and stuff like that, which has been... Are they tighter though? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think they, it sounds exactly the same. I'm even amazed that the sound is so similar on an arena show and a theater show. Also, they must have been a lot more tired. I have uh, like repeatedly stated that a live record is not about, uh, not only about bringing the music forward is also a documentation a tids document of course time document. Yeah, yeah of course and then for for that like um that insane tour i guess we could call it insane mm. yeah it was it's yeah, cool to have a date so far in mm. and document that yeah that itself is cool but you can hear it in bruce's voice and you don't hear it anything as much on uh, on the hammersmith songs i think no and i think that's also to the benefit of, that, of these songs that they can be a bit more they are a bit more Alert, I think. And uh, speaking of alert, this song we did before, you and me and Eric, and wow, oh, I, I like this version a lot. Yeah. Bye with your boots on. Yeah. Hey, if you're gonna die, it's fantastic. The pick harmonics on the guitar. Yeah. Nice. It is. Some of that on the record, but here's almost more clearly. Mm-hmm. Nico's fill in. It's a funny feel. A bit abstract. Yeah, but it's it's Nico. It's the Dummy Brett. Yeah, Tempo is higher, but better. In my opinion. This one sort of works still. I mean, I don't think it should go any faster, but it's too works. So. I mean, with the open chords and all, the song has had punk mm. in it, in the verses. But that's a very unusual thing for a Maiden song, isn't it? Especially in 83. I mean, to have the round, you know. Backup vocals, they work for me. But I always saw them as Monty Python, though. Yeah, but, you're gonna die. Yeah, but it's so interesting because on the on the album, it's so lazy. If you're gonna die, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's so weird because this one, if you're gonna die, I mean, it's really... I'm more agitated. Yeah. Than proper riff chorus yeah, yeah this, uh, when i when i write a riff like this i don't think chorus no you know? it, there's tons of riffs, riffs in this song and i think it's a wonderful song to play as well i it really and then how the verse kicks in right after the chorus yeah there's no unnecessary break no. here i wish they played this more often i'm glad to have seen it yeah no, I would I would love to see it a lot more because it's it, it hasn't been aired enough. I think it's a very good, you know, Smith Dickinson Harris song, and also the way it's built. I mean, I'm rushing ahead now, but I mean, you get then you get into is it Dave's solo now first? I think so, and then harmony, and then Adrian. Yeah. And then you have that middle thing where they repeat the title. And with the ad-lib. Uh, uh, exactly. Pretty much ad-lib vocal. And then you charge into Adrian's solo, which is fantastic. You die. 
example of how you can go back mm. because that's not always easy if you write a really like massive interlude you might end up being the outro yeah because you don't find any way to go back to the verse and chorus in a satisfactory way no and i mean and it works perfectly here i think Because the energy is all there. I mean, it's it's sort of like meandering a bit, but the energy is all there. I think it's a splendid thing. And you couldn't do that if you had a, you know, a seven song type song or a very long, more epic song. It's it's difficult to. Yeah, like even in Master Puppets, which I think is one of the best songs ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it took some time for me to get used to them going back to um, heavens and all that yeah. natural habitat. Now, I mean, of course, now the song is engraved within me. Mm-hmm. But I remember first time I heard it that. Oh, did you have to go back to this mm. because it was so awesome before and and uh, you know it's hard to do because it's almost like a anti-climax well i guess it's after climax yeah the climax already happened uh, but in seventh son i love that they didn't because how boring would it have been here they stand again yeah no it wouldn't work <laughs> there's no room for that but but i mean isn't that what they I'm not going to say that's what I do now, but I mean, Steve's songs tend to have a lot more. We need to wrap this up with the way we started, and that's... The X-Factor ending, I call yeah, it. It's, it's, a, it's a bit unnecessary. Well, not to be an asshole, but it feels very amateurish. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I like it in Entertainment Land when the intro bit comes at the end again, but I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's sort of like the first song where they actually employ that. And that's still thing. tight, though. The seven minutes is pretty tight. Yeah, well, exactly. And there's weird stuff happening in between. And I guess if I would have heard that one for the first time on Senyutsu, maybe I didn't wouldn't have liked it at all. But I did. When well, I, then it would have been fifteen minutes, probably. Probably, yeah. Well, in that type of arrangement. Mm. And, I mean, uh, to level with anyone that loves these outros, a lot of the times it works. Yeah, fifty percent of the times it works for me. Like even on X Factor, even on A Matter of Life and Death, where it's the other album where they do that all the time. Mm. Uh, I would say fifty percent of the cases it really works. But the other 50% uh, bugged me. You know? yeah. It just feels like you could have done better. Exactly. You could have been more clever. Mm. And, and and a lot of times those intros aren't really even necessary, I think. But I mean, we're not going to go into telling them how to write their songs because they've they've been... They've been... Uh, that would be a letter episode, you know, towards the end, maybe we will uh, allow ourselves uh, to be complete assholes. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're, you know, yeah. we're doing this. I'm doing this all the time and you're on quite often. Yeah. So, I mean, it's clear that we love this band anyway, mm. so... Why not uh, throw a little bit of shade on on those intros and outros? There's like there's none of them on this D side. No, not at all. Die with the boots on was also the 10th of no- October '84, the same night as General the Damned. When we get to the last track on side D, we're gonna be on October 9th for Phantom hmm. of the Opera. When I was a youngster, I got into this band. I didn't uh, already like Paul so much. I, I like actually I didn't like Bruce either. I had to get used to all these vocalists. I like instrumental music. Yeah, you know, that's my really my bag from, mm. from childhood and all that. So I had to get used to anyone, but uh, I did prefer prefer Bruce those days, even on Paul songs. Yeah, uh, I don't today, not really. Like Paul in his prime, 
is Paul in his prime to me. Like that's how I want to hear him. I I think I see what you mean because to me, all these songs from the early, the two first albums are, they're so much a part of the early band and it sort of like the, the early energy is typed into the DNA of the songs in a way that can't really be done with Bruce on them because yeah. it, it, it's a different it's on a different level when bruce sings it and i came to love all the you know percussive uh, i guess you could call them eccentrics of paul mm. like in phantom there is this uh, when they repeat then that part it's just a ooh yeah yeah that sort of stuff can't be replaced it's like tom g warrior in celtic frost ooh or uh, even Hetfield's Yeah, that, that, you know, it's of that nature. Mm. And Hetfield did list Diano in his top 10 of vocalists ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah! I think there's some influence there because, you know, oh, boy, yeah! Bruce does attempt some of those things on, the, on this version, doesn't he? Yeah. And it, it, a good version it is. It is a very good version because I remember being very disappointed at hearing the, the studio version because when they get to the, the part where you just did the... I mean... Mm-hmm. I was on the live version for me, it's sort of like building up and it's sort of like widening out and gets to the keep your distance. Right. And on the album, it's taken down, brought down. I mean, keep your distance. And I still agree about that, actually. Keep your distance, walk away, don't take his baby. Don't you stray. only one song uh, post Clive on the D side. Yeah, that's right. Never, never thought about that's that. Interesting yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I guess it makes sense because the American audience, in in the opinion of American management, were not ready for too much old yeah. shit. If, if there ever the band hadn't broken, if there ever was such a decision, that must have been one of the bits, I guess. I mean, I think they said that, but uh, you know, Bruce likes to take opportunities to have a crack at America. Yeah. At large. Yeah. Whereas I'm quite the opposite, actually. I like to have a crack at... Uh, Bruce. Uh, oh, maybe at Bruce, yeah. too. <laughs> but that's you. Yeah. Bruce doesn't have any friends. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I talked, we talked to Chris from Pot of Thunder in, uh, in the Love of Death episode. Mm. And I asked him uh, if, when he got into Maiden and so forth. Uh, because they broke in America pretty much around Live After Death, yeah. in my uh, belief. But he said, it, of course, because he was more of a guitar nerd, he only listened to Kiss in the late 70s. But in 80, he apparently started branching out and found Iron Maiden. Okay. And also, apparently, they were played a hell lot on um, MTV. Not on radio, but on MTV. Mm. Yeah, because they had video material. They did play the entire live 80 video at times, I've, I've heard, which is, sounds really weird. But that's great. Great exposure. No surprise for you. And that's Murders in the Room Org on the single B-side which is also from Hammersmith and it's uh, apparently recorded on the 12th and that makes it the only song recorded on the 12th then. 
And I don't remember what the set list was if this one was rotated in or specifically on that night or how it worked. But a nice clean tone. Yeah. Not complicated, but very nicely intonated. Oh, that's good dynamic. Mm -hmm. Now that it hits, I prefer Clive's version of this beat, but the dynamics in the charge up were good. It's Nico quick, you know, so... Yep. And also Dave's lead is a bit weak here. Yeah, a bit pitchy too. And then Nico doesn't really do the full he Yeah, that feel I love it. Better with Clive, but that was that did it on. Yeah. And this is not that blah 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 in the night no. version. <laughs> <laughs> And it's also one of the newest ones on Killers. I always pin this one, uh, the title track, and uh, Prodigal Son as the newest. Well, Prodigal Son was very old, but I think they sort of like revived it very shortly okay. before. So I think it's this, it's this one, the title track, and uh, Twilight Zone are the Twilight newest. Twilight Zone, of course. Zone. Yeah, that feels like it was almost written in the studio. Yeah. This is on Ride Symbol, is it on the original? Probably not, right? No, because Clive rarely plays on Ride. <laughs> and Nico always. Yeah. Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's a funny arrangement of the song. Because it feels like it's jumping all the time. Yeah. The parts don't necessarily even fit together. Yeah. Would you agree that this song is uh, well fitting for Bruce? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, so last live cut for today. Lots of words. Big aura. And there's no fucking singer. Sounds it. promising. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no fucking singer on it, bollocks. Right, lost for words, here we go. Yeah, like, here we go. Mm -hmm. He's not going anywhere. No. The energy of power stable. Yeah. Ba -da -ba -da. I always think of American Civil War when I hear this. You know? Like a Southern general whistling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any sort of. As, I don't. It's not no images. No, no images at all. To me, it's very absolute music, and it's very. I do. Okay. I love the the harmonies, the everything in it, the melodies. I think it's also a bit of a shuffle. Isn't it's it? very shuffle, but it's not the stupid shuffle. Yeah, but fast, fast yeah. shuffle. Not entirely different to Phantom. Just no, now. exactly.
This is very nice.、Mm-hmm. This is very aviation. No, I mean, <laughs> you know,、yeah. coming in a close <laughs> turn the, now. Yeah, runway.、Mm-hmm. How how could this not put a smile on your face? No,、this、it's it's fantastic.、Nice. You know, I would say aviation and also military. It has that vibe to me. Yeah, well, I'm just lost for words. That was a nice coverage of Hammersmith. One thing more before rotation is what happened after this for Maiden Hammersmith. We already talked about '05 when you were there,、yeah. but there's 20 years in between. Yeah, you mean like that? Yeah, they played there in '86 as well. They played four times, no, six times actually in '86.、Uh, five official times and one charity gig. So they did five shows、yeah. plus a charity show for. Somewhere in time in London.、Yeah. In London. So I mean, the band—if they broke in America in '85, they had definitely been big in Europe by '86, and England. Yeah, I mean, someone told me before that you can't be a prophet in your own country. Like you have to go、mm. out and prove yourself, and then you come back, and then you're bigger. And certainly applies to a lot of Swedish bands. Yeah, definitely.、Uh, metal bands, like when they got big outside, yeah, then all of a sudden they were the shit. Yeah. But before that, no one cared. Even some of them aren't even regarded as big bands now. I mean, Candlemass are huge in their genre, or Entombed might have been.、Uh, I don't know. Actually, Greg asks me: Are Candlemass the pivotal Swedish metal band? I passed this question to your friend Matthias.、Mm-hmm. He said yes, without a doubt. What、yeah. would you say? Well, I don't know. I didn't know too little about the.、Uh, The more, yeah, I mean, the modern big bands like Inflames. Well, this or, is subjective to you, really. It's subjective to me, of course. It's going to be them because I don't really have、okay. a relationship to other bands that are anywhere near. I mean, yeah, possibly. No, I'm not going to say Entomb because they have always been sort of like low, low key in that sense. I think very widely known in their genre. When when you're in the right mood, I think Entomb is among the best. Yeah, definitely. And when when I'm not in the mood, I I I don't go there. <laughs> exactly. Then you listen to something else. Yeah, <laughs> entirely. It's very clear what they do. Yeah, exactly. It's like mo- it's like Motorhead to me. Yeah, Motorhead is a good example, and Motorhead is also like one of my favorites.、Uh, I I got that question right from Greg, and I do know a few more modern bands. I mentioned previously being extremely starstruck by Michael Oakfest. Yeah. But the thing is, what does he like? Well, he likes Candlemass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. He <laughs> runs right back there. Yeah. So, did we cover、uh, Hammersmith properly? Did we speak for Hammersmith?、Uh, they did three gigs in '88 as well.、Uh, I mean, in '88 they weren't supposed to do any British gigs. They were only going to do Donington, and there was a lot of. Yeah, wasn't that even contractual? I think know, so. To give the, yeah, the draw to Donington. And then when Don, then they did Donington. After that, they sort of like. But they did scheduled. Gig, yeah, they scheduled some yeah, UK. Yeah, well, then the contract、yeah. is you know fulfilled at that point. Which is really weird because they did the sixth and seventh of December, and then they played Wembley Arena two nights, and then they did a third night at Hammersmith, which is really strange. <laughs> you know, ready at will. Do you have the size of Wembley? No, I don't. Larger, right? It it must be larger, of course. It's an arena of some sort. It's not it's not Wembley Stadium, but it's an arena of right, some sort. Right. But I mentioned even before, actually, when you were on,、uh, I mentioned what, another favorite made in live recording of mine is、uh, the 1990 Sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, from Wembley, Wembley Arena. Wembley Arena. It's called Sledgehammer. Yeah, it's Wembley, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's Wembley Great Arena. Great sounding version, and you get Tailgunner. Yeah, and uh, we have a, we have a few low key Tailgunner fanatics. Well, it 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 can never be low key enough. I was gonna say <laughs> we are there lurking in the shadows. The 1990 gig you mentioned is also Janik's first show in London with Maiden. Okay, and do you know how far into his live career with Maiden at large that would be? I think this is after the Intercity Express tour, so he must have done a good dozen or something. I've never heard that, that before, Intercity Express tour. That's what they called the, the English tour in 1990. I like the name. Sounds too clever for heavy metal. It's, but I guess, I guess it's Bruce again because he was traveling on the Intercity Express between gigs. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah, I like and that. then I don't, I don't know if there were any. I mean, I can't think of, and I haven't found, and I don't remember Evan being mentioned that they did anything on Hammersmith after 1990 until the uh, 2005 gig. So. Actually, that makes me like the aviation bit more. That he likes trains and and and, and, yeah, and bicycles. He just likes a good old transport. He's he's a very oh. nerdy guy in that sense. How did you get into aviation? Because I'm not into it. I've told you before. Yeah, it's really. Th- I don't, how, I, how, how is that interesting? I don't know how it happened. I don't know if it was me picking up a book, you know, Biggles book, you know, the the, the yeah, you know, you, you, novels written for youths, you know, to read. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. And if it, that's my starting point, or if it was actually watching, you know, happening to see a, a show on t- Swedish television that just happened to be about aeroplanes and it just happened to capture my imagination when I was 12. I don't know. I see it as, a, it has the boyish quality to it because, you know, Absolutely. I have some friends with kids. I don't have kids, mm. but I have some friends with kids and it uh, doesn't really matter what they put forward to them. If they're boys, mm. they will go for the vehicles. Yeah, possibly. And I guess that's an extension of your capabilities your physical capabilities when you're i'm talking three here not 12 yeah but if you're three four years old it makes sense i guess you just i want to go there and i want to go there and i want i want the fastest and biggest car something like that you know mm. but uh, uh never really been my thing you know no, no it's really weird because as soon as i got into airplanes it it stopped being about airplanes it, it started becoming about numbers and engines and versions okay, and stuff pretty like, much like Iron like Maiden, Maiden. so it's, it's in my <laughs> it's something with my i'm programmed to that so at this point, would you say that we've uh, given the proper respect to uh, Hammersmith Odeon and Iron Maiden's history there? I think so. Yeah, me too. No stone unturned. <clears throat> <laughs> a little bit of rotation then. And you've had what? some interesting picks before. Van uh, de Graaf Generator, that was a fucked up one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's as I've always, I think, pre- prefaced these things is that I don't, really listen to music as much as i like but one album that i've been giving a spin more than others lately is it's an ep by dead can dance i don't know if i mentioned them before i possibly have but yeah it's the second time for them on rotation yeah that happened to other acts too so yeah and uh, it's i don't know it's just 
either fantastic or I don't really get what they're doing. But it's that mix makes well, them both of those appeal to me. Yeah, they make it very <laughs> they make it very interesting. When are you born, Henrik? Late seventies? Uh, I no. am born in January nineteen seventy-five. Oh, okay, yeah, my sister is born in, in November seventy-eight, and mm-hmm. she listened to them. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Just a small observation there, yeah. but you know, there's some stuff that is generational as well. I think it, it, definitely, and I mean, if I would have been interested in more like, you know, synth rock stuff or whatever synth music, whatever, I would probably have heard about Dead Can Dance earlier and yeah. been a bit more familiar with them. But now it's something I discovered in the light, late '90s, and I think it's great stuff. Hmm. I know that uh, I think I said this last time too, but uh, I know that Trey has a thought. Uh, one of my favorite uh, guitarists and composers from uh, Morbid Angel, mm-hmm. uh, the Florida death metal OGs, likes them a lot too. Yeah, uh, I think he might even have had have done something with them, but I'm not sure about yeah. that. They have those soundtracky qualities. They definitely do that. Yeah. The thing is, I'm a bit worried I'm going to mention the same stuff as last time, so... (laughs) Who remembers? I have good memory. I don't know, but why not go for In Power We Entrust, The Love Advocated. So what's on your true rotation list then? Well, my true rotation, I see it in your webcam feed, so I have to mention it. And I've listened to it so much anyway. It's uh, on the bottom left, if I'm not wrong, that could be Bo Hansson, yeah, the Rings. It is, yeah. And that has to be mentioned. Yeah, it's fantastic in every sense. So it's uh, Lord of the Rings or Sagan am Ringen, the Swedish title. Uh, I guess not endorsed by no 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 it's just token. I think it's it's wonderful music and I keep coming back to it and I just feel it it's so perfect because it's evocative I've never read the books but it still feels like that kind of environment and the setting of the book when I listen to it I mean more so than Blind Guardian who actually <laughs> you know did interpret it and yeah I mean not throwing any shade on Blind Guardian actually out of the power metal bands in the world it's one of the better in my opinion mm. it's just not my genre no. But uh, but yeah, this is the shit if you wanna get some of the token magic in uh, you know audible form. Yeah. I mean, for me, it doesn't matter if it's called Sagan om Ringen or, or something else. Utrol Karen's Hat, like a later. Yeah, that's another release album. as well. Still good, but this mm. is probably his best. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, if you see interviews with the guy, he's sort of that kind of light keeper, lighthouse keeper guy. You know, he's, uh, he's very eremite yeah. or, you know, eccentric of sorts. He moved out yeah. of Stockholm because mm. already in the 70s, Stockholm was too intense to him. Uh, so he moved out to the islands. We have an archipelago mm. here. Archipelago? Archipelago, yeah. 
the I think second biggest uh, to Greece. Yeah. In I think so in Europe. But don't take my word for it. He moved out <laughs> there and and put a studio out there. Oh yeah, we have the tagline as well. So you can do the first very easy bit, uh, which is just the Iron Maiden tagline. What's the Iron Maiden tagline? Uh, it's three words. It's not I love you. Oh, no? Ah, you mean, oh, okay, I see. Now I'm getting it. I, I'm so, I am very so not in into that kind of thing that I didn't even understand what you're You're not a very about. gimmicky guy, are you? Uh, I hope not to be, but I, but I am, <laughs> yeah. I am worryingly worried about being that, which is very silly in itself, yeah. so I don't know. But it's because you have the Gliesbygds DNA. Possibly have that very ru rural DNA, yeah. So it's up the irons. And it's called from the north. Ja, herregud, jag är, jag är varm. <laughs> jag stoppar nu.